Okay, it turns out we are alive. <laughs> the experiment worked. Yeah. And it was conclusive. Margin of error. So one or, plus or minus one person. To anyone who doesn't know, we're actually from the future. We've come back to the past. <laughs> oh, it makes sense that you guys don't know because it hasn't happened no, yet. Yeah, nobody's listened to episode three hundred yet. You know, remember the debut where we said that we'd finish the time machine? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? The debut in episode 300? Wait a second. You're we not future Connie either. <laughs> that doesn't make, I don't think I've watched enough Star Trek to be able to have this conversation. <laughs> uh, welcome to Breakfast with Your Friends. The sure. show where I spout nonsense. I try to follow to riff, but I don't know what he's talking about. I just don't know. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> Radio wink. Yeah. Right in. <laughs> Ding. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> Breakfast with your friends. The podcast about nothing in particular. Mm. But today is the, the non-pizza edition. Right. We're not going to cook and eat a pizza on air. We already did that. Yeah. Off air. Yeah. Got it, that out of the way. It was actually really... It was better with you guys not around. No offense. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure trying to eat the pizza quietly while the microphone's only one foot from my mouth. Yeah. It's harder than it sounds. Yeah. Actually, it doesn't sound easy, so I don't know why I said that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds hard, and yet... It's harder still in real life. Yeah. There's like a certain knack to it. Like, you know, the, the like the person that can be like, hold their cell phone with their shoulder and like cooking food mm -hmm. and like, I don't know, doing other things. <laughs> At my last job, I wasn't in the bathroom when this happened, but my, one of my coworkers was and she reported that she was in the stall and heard someone in another stall talking on her phone, which is... Ugh. Not unusual, but still off-putting. No, it's it so then, should be unusual. It should be, but it at that place was not. So, so my coworker was telling us the story excitedly afterwards. Finished being in the stall, went to wash her hands. The person in the other stall who had been talking came out. Turns out, once that person exited the stall, she was still having a conversation. She was on FaceTime. Oh, she wasn't. My God, just having a phone conversation. There's Why? a lot of stuff that happened in that bathroom that was like really shouldn't have been happening. Hold on, I haven't processed that yet. Yeah, that's <laughs> apparently where the what angle? Like this woman clearly wiped while FaceTiming. I mean, did she? But either way, <laughs> if you're if you're talking to someone on FaceTime or video chat or whatever. You can just clearly see they're in a bathroom. Yeah. You can hear bathroom sounds. I mean, and yeah. then you're okay with that? And you're not going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? And hang up. If someone even just called me from the bath, like a public bath or a quasi-public bathroom, mm -hmm. and I found out, I'd be fucking done. I'd be filing those friend divorce papers <laughs> and seeing them in court. <laughs> You'd be like, you owe me alimony. Goodbye. Yep. 
<laughs> friendimony. <laughs> you owe me friendimony. Um, do you want to hear some other stuff that happened in that bathroom? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The greatest tits. <laughs> the most that was like probably one of the most egregious things another thing was i went in there and like in the first stall on the ground there was like what looked to be poop smeared around on the floor there wasn't like chunks of it mm, but i've seen I, that before how <laughs> like how are you pooping on the floor at all even like it was just a little bit obviously they got on the floor it wasn't like a huge chunk yeah how are you pooping on the floor okay so i have a theory because i've seen this in bathrooms before and i have a theory okay i think they're wiping yeah examining uh-huh. and during the examination a piece falls off i guess pick it up though i mean if that happens yeah well I don't know. But maybe there should be a sign that's like, if you inspect mm-hmm. and, and like, you get dookie on the floor. Please wipe your poop off the floor. Yes, please. Yeah. Please wipe your poop off the floor. Your mother doesn't work here. Yeah. <laughs> there was a good blog years ago, Passive Aggressive Signs, or something like that, .blogspot.com or something like that. That sounds like such a... Yeah. Like like a an early two thousands blog. Yeah, there was also the blog of unnecessary quotation marks, which one of my submissions was featured on. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, and then the the other thing that happened in that bathroom was in that same first stall. That first stall got a lot of use, and I did prefer it in many ways, but not on some days. Um, not, not on not, not on the floor poop days. No, not on the days when it had been desecrated. It got cleaned every day, fortunately, by, like, professional cleaners. But So there was a used tampon on the floor of the first oh, stall. that's and again, unfortunate. how? Isn't there, like, a... Like a... Like a... Yeah, Like a, a garbage in the, in the yeah. stall. Yeah, there is. You're supposed to put it in there. Oh and if God. you happen to somehow drop it, pick it up. I... Oops, I dropped that. Let me pick that up. Yeah. I have the worst story... That has ever happened in the history of bathrooms. Yeah. It didn't happen to me. Happened to my parents. Happened to my mother specifically. She was in the bathroom at the Turning Stone. Casino. Yes, the Mm -hmm. Turning Stone Casino. Um, As opposed to, like, the Turning Stone laundromat. No, she was at the, the Turning Stone Casino. Was in the bathroom. And the bathrooms there are terrible. Because it's just full of crazy like there's nobody good is in that casino Mm -hmm. and as a subset (laughs) worse people are in the bathroom at any given time (gasps) she goes in there does her business you know you know whatever moms do in a bathroom (laughs) smears poop on the floor yep smears poop all over the floor facetimes you is washing her hands looks over just in time to hear a clatter on the floor as a lady's dentures fall out of her mouth. (laughs) The lady picks up the dentures and puts them back in. Was the person in the stall? Nope, just like it was like like in the doorway to a stall. Oh, I would rinse those off. She didn't even blow on them. Yeah, blowing on it's not going to do what it's got to do. But, yeah, I, and that's how you get COVID, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, right. And am, among other things, that's how you get hepatitis A. Uh, 
mom if not mentioned that everybody stopped what they were doing and watched in disgust and horror as she walked out without even washing her hands uh, that would be so funny if that was like a dentures um glue commercial <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that happens tops. and it's like and i don't know what a dentures like uh trident uh brand dentures glue so your dentures don't fall onto the floor of the turning yeah. Stoke casino restroom yeah right do you not want to be a social pariah <laughs> try gluing your teeth in <laughs> with glue that's effective yeah with pink goop that's probably giving you cancer but sh- killing you more slowly than putting like <laughs> bathroom ground smeared dentures back in your fucking mouth it's so disgusting they never they there's no amount of cleaning that is going to wipe away the shame of whatever she put in her mouth you could clean dentures that have been on the bathroom ground and like disinfect them yeah and you should before putting them back in your mouth yeah that should be a like if that happens to you you should probably cancel your the fun you weren't having at the should casino probably go home with your $500 loss and just call it a day yeah um, like you've like not only have you lost probably close to $1000 but you also have lost clearly lost your humanity and if your you health. think that's like a decent thing to do yeah uh, there was a um time i was on the subway in New York City, and I looked across at the guy sitting across from me, and he was like this young kind of father. Like he was, he was a kind of young father. He wasn't kind of a father. I, I could t- he had. A, he was like seventy percent father. Of, he was sort of a father. He's a little checked out. No, he, he seemed had... really invest. He seemed really actually into the kid that he had that he was holding on his like knee, kind of like the kid was like sitting slash standing on his knee, and he was like smiling to himself and sort of like happily like gazing off. Me and not looking directly at his kid and then I like my eyes went from him to the kid and in my horror I saw that the kid was like full on like licking making out with the subway pole like the <laughs> arm I know and it was like all it was like a kid that was like teething or something so it was like all over oh, that pole it was like gumming it so much and I was like I want I would have said something but I'm like this kid's already either gonna die or have a super immune system it's the like it's too late at this point yeah but those are really dirty I mean other than the floor of the subway like They're I don't the know second that, dirtiest thing I don't know that there could possibly be something dirtier like I remember I used to like ride the subway go to work and wash my hand just because I could feel grime on my hands from the subway yeah like i could feel physical grime not like oh i imagine germs on it which there were but i was like i need to get this like actual coat of, of grime <laughs> off of like me. this plaque that's growing on yeah. my hands now yeah <laughs> yeah it, that's so grody but you know kids are that is a testament to the human immune system is that kid probably just had diarrhea or something from that yeah. i don't know what happened to the kid so f- i hope that it he survived he but... actually became like a gritty superhero he's like spider-man yeah spider-man the toddler like roach man yeah <laughs> roach roach man both the both the insect and the way you smoke marijuana <laughs> whenever you say well not whenever but when you said roach man just now <laughs> whenever i say <laughs> whenever you say roach man i always think like the sixth time yeah i always think of trump like it just comes to mind oh my god I, i'm sorry to bring him up but i just picture 
him in a um, cape leotard with like cockroach arms sort of sticking off of the side of the leotard. Yeah. That's what I think of. I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. It like, like so never dies. Like I can I can understand where you're getting where that's coming from because not only is he a cockroach. You turn on the light and he scutters under the bed. Yeah. Sorry. But like he even like has like if you were like if a cockroach were standing upright, it they would have like the same shoulder position. Mm-hmm. Like that hunched over, like yeah. I'm a reject from a Batman movie, <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. Roachman, like model, is like the Joker's brother. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> the the like the trash can grabber reaches out, hey, and grabs, excuse me, grabs Roachman's. I am not leg. touching the Roachman. <laughs> We've already established that I'm the trash can grabber. I know, and I am not getting anywhere near that. He's my, oh my god, the trash can grabber's arch nemesis is the roach man. Because the trash can grabber is sick of living in a roach infested trash can. Yeah, yeah. Sick and so tired. So I could, like, I'm sorry, not I, I'm, I should I should be talking about him like he's not me, you know, superhero disguises and all that. I've never seen you both in the same place, come to think of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's weird. That's because I don't like him. Okay. <laughs> And he got disinvited from my house parties <laughs> because he's a, a tr- in a trash can. <laughs> I don't know where this bit is going. Please save it. <laughs> I don't remember what you were saying, but <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> regardless, <laughs> there's some gross things that people do for sure. Oh yeah, we were talking about poop on the floor. We did talk about that at one point. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> like quality discourse you heard it here first if you get poop on the floor please pick it up also tell us about it so we can pick on you relentlessly on air <laughs> it's only acceptable if you are like having diarrhea and you can't stop it's not great to do but it's like all right you couldn't help yourself yeah well, you're physically falling apart but at that point it's not gonna be like a green bean size of poop on it the won't. floor no it'll be quite a lot yeah at that point yeah like you're not it's not garbanzos it's like the whole stew (laughs) a stew full of poop um yum (laughs) the other things that happened in the bathroom was there was a couch because that's like a thing in some bathrooms in offices it's weird wait what yeah whoa and who would sit there well this one woman would be frequently found lying on it on her phone just like taking a nap or um usually on her phone not usually sleeping oh. although i have seen people on those couches like just napping taking taking a 15 i don't know about that like i don't think i would ever want to nap in a place where there's like the miasma of fecal matter yeah that's how everyone else felt who saw her um and then the other thing was this one woman used to go to the stall at the very end of the row of stalls which is actually it was actually two they they had a they took the door off and had just had a curtain and there was two toilets in there i think it was to accommodate somebody who like was disabled and needed to okay couldn't get through a regular door so it was basically like a little room that was blocked off with a curtain and had two toilets in it I never used it because I don't want to... I'd like to have, like, a door that's locked that yeah. people won't just be, like, 
barging it on me. But this one woman <laughs> would go back there and vape <laughs> tobacco. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Vaping in the bathroom. Fun times. And she got moved to another floor, so we didn't see her Did anymore. it have anything to do with the vaping? No. Her office just moved to oh. another floor, yeah. <laughs> Wait, this person had an, a full office? Or well, like, her the room she worked in with her coworkers. Oh, okay, not, yeah, not her. I was like, okay, no, come she, on. She wasn't that big of a deal. No offense. Jeez, if whenever I smoke in the office, I get fired. <laughs> you were born like seventy years too late. I really was. Yeah. I don't actually smoke, but in this bit, I do. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. Recovered smoker, yay. Yay. Well, you're working on it in like 60 days or so. Yeah, good. So it's like... 60 glorious days. Yeah. Woo! (laughs) You can taste everything. My enthusiasm sounds sarcastic, but I'm genuine and just tired. (laughs) Saving all the money, saving all the lungs. God almighty, am I saving money. Yeah. Like, if for no other reason you you need a reason to quit do it for the money don't care about your health how about your money don't give a fuck about my health i am making bank just from not little like catching it on fire basically right it's super expensive yeah i'm saving like 300 a month yeah i mean it's like 10 dollars or more per pack so yeah i think it was like 12 a pack so probably close to 360 mm-hmm. to 300 and god knows what around there right. yeah it's like three to four thousand a year yeah pretty much pretty chunk of change right there hefty 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 yeah indeed yeah. and now i can waste it on more pizza <laughs> pizza magic cards oh yeah and Seltzer? Speaking of magic cards, know what I spent my stimulus on? It's <laughs> <laughs> like a direct transfer from the U.S. Treasury to the company that produces magic cards, which I don't know what it's called. Uh, Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast is like skyrocketing. Oh, I'm sure they like are very happy about this. Yeah. It's like it didn't this didn't actually so much stimulate the economy as Wizards of the Coast. So it's like I don't actually play anymore. I'm thinking about getting back into it, but I want to get into it in a way that doesn't involve it ruining my life. Good goal for yeah. sure. I think that's a healthy decision to make. Yeah. Although, is it worth it if magic has such a like propensity to ruin lives? I think I can. I think I'm. I can do it better now because in college I had an issue with it, mostly because I knew like I hung out with a group of like ten to twenty people and they all played, mm-hmm. and whenever one group subgroup was done playing i would just tootle off to another group and play okay so pretty much everyone around you is playing magic all the time yeah it's like you could always you know like that thing and like oh in miami you can always find a party i don't know <laughs> if that's actually a thing but it's like you know at my alma mater you could always find a game of magic <laughs> <laughs> 
Which is in paradise so, for someone like me. In so many ways, your alma mater was like the city of Miami, Florida. Yeah. I don't even think that's a thing. That's not... I. You know what? No. Fuck that. They don't say that about Miami. They don't. I... I they might. Yeah. Yeah, but they They do like to party though. in Miami, I think. They do, but I came up with that and I don't want Miami to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> Miami's like listening to this. That's one of our listeners but they're like yeah maybe that's the one from michigan yeah they're on a vpn spoofing it like they're from michigan by the way we have a thank you from michigan yes thank you for downloading five episodes um what's up with the what's wrong with six and seven yeah come on (laughs) yeah thank you (laughs) clearly they're not gonna they're like i don't i don't like it anymore and now that we're calling them out it's like maybe a little creepy yeah that's right we know everything everything well we know we know like we know downloads by state yeah (laughs) that's all we know yeah the like statistics are interesting it like breaks it down by what like state state essentially age no not that i saw no that's that's the spotify trackers do like age and gender yeah i guess age age like range of like 10 years not like yeah we get your birthday we'll send we'll send all our listeners a birthday card no we don't get anything like that but it's like also like none of that's like filterable data so it's like you can either see like this is the age breakdown and then later on it's like here's the like gender breakdown Mm -hmm. but you can't be like i want to see how many people are 25 and female and single (laughs) (laughs) They, I don't think Spotify gives us that. And it's that's, not a dating website. It's a streaming service. What's the point of metrics if you can't abuse them? That's what I'm complaining about. What's the point of like aggregated anonymized data if you can't use it to track someone down and start a relationship with them? Yeah. Like, <laughs> if they're not giving me any Facebook IDs, what the hell is the point? Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is over. Yeah. It's been Fuck. a good run. Fuck this. I'm fucking done. <laughs> you took one, you took one step as indicated by one, tapping your yeah, uh desk with one like hand slash foot. Yeah. Eh, I'm too lazy to leave. I guess I'll stay. <laughs> Inertia. Might as yeah. well finish out the episode. Yep. Yeah. Well, I might as well make a career out of this. <laughs> yeah. It was just easier. I guess it was just easier to become, like, podcast celebrities than to not. You know, I I think you're right, though. I think there's, like, there's something to it that's kind of cool. Because it doesn't, like, take a huge amount of time. Podcasting? Yeah. But it's still fun to do. Yeah. And actually, so, I... Like, I, I have this thing in my head where I'm like, I want to start, like, five podcasts and make a network... A network of just you. Yeah. <laughs> just all, your own episode. Just all me. <laughs> when, it, when you're recording, I bet it would be hard to keep track what, like, show you were recording for. Yeah. So you're just like, this is my magic podcast, but oops, I slipped into talking about Animal Crossing. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, Crossover I'm, episode. See, what I'm thinking, this is like how narcissistic I am. I'm I'm thinking like, oh, I'm going to have all of these podcasts where I'm co-hosting with other people. Oh, okay. And like... That's how they keep track of what you're talking about. Yeah, that way I can just be like, oh, it's you. We're going to talk about this thing. Right. Or like, oh, it's <laughs> Connie. We're going to just shoot the shit for an hour. 
I thought it would be cool to have a podcast where it was just me in the sense that then I could just record whenever I was bored and I wouldn't have to, you know, coordinate. But the problem is I also can't just like talk yeah, in a monologue fashion and have it be coherent at all or at all interesting. I forget what I'm saying in the midst of saying something like second, like 10 of me just talking and I'm like, I forget what I started <laughs> I need the feedback of the nods and the mm-hmm yeah. and the so maybe now, a laugh track that would help. I I know practicing helps, right? Okay. But like you have to structure those like one person podcasts way more. Absolutely, you should have like not a script per word for word necessarily, but you should have like pretty much like an outline of what you're going to talk about. Yeah, and like you can't really go off the rails all that much. Yeah, or make tangents, or it does fall apart. Yeah, just like. Like thinking to the various podcasts that I listen to, that's like one person. Mm-hmm. It's all very structured. Like there's generally a point. Mm-hmm. Like it can't be like sitting and complaining about something. Like the one that I'm thinking of particularly, I listen to a podcast called Philosophize This, mm-hmm. which is philosophy and like <laughs> just going into like concepts about it. So it it's it sounds like. He's practically reading from something. Yeah, yeah. I think they probably are more or less, maybe not word for word, but basically saying, you know, generally what the points are that he already planned out. Yeah. So So if you had your own podcast, what would you want it to be about? I don't know. That's the whole problem. That's why this podcast isn't about anything, because I could never think of anything to have it be about. Yeah, but this is is your time to shine, man. (laughs) I don't have anything I can really talk about for more than... Um maybe one or two episodes like i would quickly run out of of points to make mm-hmm. i feel like unless it's just like ranting about like incidents that happened in my life but i don't think anyone cares to hear like ways that i was like annoyed by somebody not reading my email <laughs> these assumed slights <laughs> like i asked you that question three weeks ago and you didn't even answer it yeah what's up with that <laughs> I kept the Skype log. (laughs) (laughs) I'm asking you this so I can do something for you. What's up with that? By the way, like, why do people, they torture themselves because I want to help. Please respond so I can help. Don't resist. I'm not projecting. (laughs) (laughs) Don't resist the process. Answer the questions. Like, to anyone, like, I've had so many jobs not saying my current one is like this but i i do know in my past i've had jobs where like people have like gone out of their way to keep me from helping them mm-hmm. they were resistant yeah like i had a job that once that was like collect all of this the like names and numbers of a particular industry in a particular place i'm like it was supposed to be like a month long project mm-hmm. of like scanning telephone numbers from the internet. I'm like, this sounds like a good job for a data scraper. So I did it and it took a weekend. Mm-hmm. And then I got like canned. They like reduced my hours mm-hmm. and got mad. I'm surprised they got mad. I could see why they'd reduce your hours if that was all that they had planned to have you do. Um, and then you did it and you kind of programmed yourself out of a job. But I don't know why they got mad about it. I have no idea. They should have been happier than 
Yeah. I'd be ecstatic if I had someone that under my employee mm-hmm. that was like, oh, that thing that was going to take a month, it's done. Yeah. I'd be like, well, here's two other projects and you did those in a week. So I'm going to pay you for another week of not working and um, thanks. Bye. Yeah. I I think I'm entitled to a few free hours of wage at that point. Yeah. You could have just like scraped it and had it all and then just sat there. I the rest honestly of the summer. like lesson learned. Yeah. Like I guess I'm going to be like unethical going forward. You have to kind of assess, I think, do you do I work for a healthier unhealthy organization? Do I work for a failing or not failing organization? And you can kind of do certain things. Yeah. In accordance because in like certain kinds of setups you you can behave and be rewarded for like positive behavior and then some that are toxic or messed up it's like unfortunately you kind of have to just like the you have to do the thing that's right in a warped area not what's right as a matter of truth and justice and i'm wondering if it's like just people's conceptions about how they think business works warps what they perceive to be like a successful job Mm. like in the case of my boss there it's like oh they had like this idea of what was expected of me and i didn't do that and i think that's where they got like angry with me yeah they sound like just like a bunch of bumpkins quite frankly Eh, you know yeah from one bumpkin to the next (laughs) baby bumpkins baby bumpkins which a word I primarily use in reference to my cat. Yeah. I well, ask her rhetorically. Patches is the best bumpkin. Like, are you a bumpkin? Are you just a bumpkin? I it, ask her. So she rhetorical. never answers me. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course she is. She's like, hello. We're just testing her to see if she's figured it out. Just seeing if she's listening. Yeah. <laughs> she's not yet. <laughs> like, never. She hasn't been ever yet. We are training her to, like, yawn. We're giving blink. her... Em- she has more empathy now. Um... She yawns sometimes if we yawn, and it like most cats, if you stare at their eyes and you blink, they'll like look at you and blink back. But she never used to do that, but she did recently. Uh, I think she was too anxiety ridden. So now that her medication, she's been on it for maybe six months or a little more. <laughs> I was singing to her like this past week. I was like, when I was petting her, I was like, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's tricyclic antidepressants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> it's the latter. The little druggy, <laughs> the littlest. Well, it's not a fun drug. It's just a drug that stops. That's fun for me. It's... She doesn't go after my feet. Yeah, it's not a drug that she's like high off of. It's more a drug that makes her not be like extremely anxious and attack me and pee on everything. Yeah. And so it's basically like a drug that keeps me from having to give her up. Yeah. <laughs> because she like murders me. See, it is making her life better. Oh, it makes her life better for sure. I think she can sleep better now too because she's not like totally wired. Well, she's not like screaming at the wall. Yeah. Like she'll see a moth or something and she kind of looks at it, but she's not like chasing it around and never giving up on it. Yeah. She's sort of like interested in it and want like she still has instincts, but she's not. Yeah. going to commit like four hours to the moth yeah and well and then there were those times where she was just literally looking at nothing mm-hmm. and freaking out at the ceiling yes 
that hallucinating. Like finding the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was staring at the ghosts that were living. The ceiling cat ghost. Yeah. Mm, unrelated to that, I have a um, genealogy update. Oh. If I may. Yeah, go ahead. What's up? You already know about this. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to lead the... I'm I'm trying to be a good host. (laughs) And you're you're breaking... You broke it. Now they know. (laughs) Now they know the dark secret that I already told you this. Yeah. So what happened was my aunt actually... (laughs) I'm sorry. Are you laughing at your own, like, hyperbole? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Just want to make sure that's what you were doing. Okay, I'm good. Okay, well, okay go ahead. Well, my aunt has an ancestry.com account, I guess, and she gave me her username and password. And after about a day, because she gave me the wrong password, <laughs> um, once I got the, once someone stepped in and got me the correct password, I got on, and I found that they'd made like pretty extensive family tree basically most of the things that i already found in my own research but it was cool that it like lined up um and then so there was these there was like this legend not legend but story of in my family on one side there were these two native american sisters who married into the family i think everyone's Every white yeah. person's um Wait, hold on are we a part of the same family <laughs> every white person's like a family lore says that there was like a native american that like married into their that you know they're oh, part yeah. native american every white person is related to like a native american princess yeah well they didn't say they these were princesses but they're not i, I mean they could have been native american but i really don't think they were once I, I i could see how they're they were traced back um their parents and the parents' parents, and not. Just, I mean, obviously, Native Americans had parents and all that, but I don't know if they would have been recorded. Madness, <laughs> just like us. They wouldn't have been recorded in the in the um, you know records, like going back further. I, I don't think. Yeah. You know? Um. So anyway, what happened was they both married a guy named Benjamin, but not the same guy. Different guys. We and I hope. don't. I don't think that those guys were related or anything they just happened to have the first name benjamin okay all right so far so good and they had kids each sister had kids with their respective benjamin okay (laughs) bunch of kids and then i'm like wait what's happening with this line why is it coming together because one of the kids from one of the sides one benjamin and one sister married one of the kids from the other side oh no and they had kids incest first cousins and those oh had my, my great grandmother. She's a first cousin product. Ew. That's something else. Kissing cousins in the That's family. A little more than kissing, isn't yeah, it? They were doing more <laughs> Proc- procreating cousins. Oh God! <laughs> and I was like incest, incest. Whoop whoop. It was, oh my I was God. like, oh no. We're gonna get demonetized. Oh no. <laughs> I, why? Because I'm talking bad about incest. All the incest like companies that are gonna. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the pro incest like advertisers it's like an oh, it's an industry here yeah. so that's off-putting but even my great-grandmother who was the kid of first cousins i don't know you know obviously i don't know her because she was you know died way before i was born but i've seen a picture of her she looks 
uh, normal, not like birth defect look, and she went to college, so okay. she obviously was capable of. Yeah, you know, she wasn't a. She's not like Prince yeah. Charles. You know what I mean? I know he went to college too, but she's. He, yeah, but the, like so. Prince Charles, you're like, oh, it's might been be like generations. Incest. Yeah, so I think, I think like genetically you're usually okay like to have kids with first cousins is just like super off-putting but yeah. like you're not usually gonna like create hemophilia or anything ridiculous yeah like it's definitely not condonable yeah <laughs> but mean, like if like it happens like two or three generations in a row yeah then you're gonna start finding the primordial goop <laughs> this baby is goop. surfacing oh, look at that baby it's so cute it's goop. Oh wow! Is that an eye or a mole? <laughs> like, we don't know, and we never will. Just put that baby in a bonnet and rock it. It's like every time you get close to it, you get a migraine <laughs> because it's like it's Chernobyl baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's like some like freaky horror story. Yeah. Um, fortunately, <clears throat> that's all the first cousins that I can see so far. So. I'm still fairly uh, diverse in my ge- genetic makeup, so that's good, that's I good. guess. And it's I, like a little little, little ding. It was the family tree that branched out, and then it came back together, and then it, ba- and then it branched back out. Some of the branches grew together. Yeah. It's kind of funny. So I'm like, so it's not so much as sisters married into the family, as sisters married dudes, and then their family married each other they made a new family yeah the sisters were like we had nothing to do with this we didn't we didn't know what these kids were gonna do yeah right yeah they're they're innocent i mean unless they were like matchmaking yeah i mean who knows if they were or not but i don't know i don't know what they were up to this was in the like early to mid 1800s i think it was actually fairly common for like first cousins to be doing stuff although like i said they're the only uh first cousins that i've seen on the tree so yay <laughs> right yeah like 19th century mm-hmm. i don't think anyone cared they were just they were probably more concerned with dysentery at that point <laughs> like i don't have time to to give you yeah you have my blessing whatever i got dysentery over here i can't yeah. i can't like i've got to burn down another house oh crap <laughs> what's this uh, I don't care. Uh, blessings to you. Uh, bye. Yeah. I have these other kids of mine dying over here. Get its one eye baptized. I... <laughs> baptized per eye. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I hate to say it, but I'm gonna say it. Not the end of the world. No, it's not. I'm not really upset. Yeah. It's I mean, like I don't care. I think it's funny. Kind of. I mean. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it, well, especially like because I'd always heard like these sisters, these like Native American sisters, married into the family, and not only are they not Native American, but they didn't quite marry in as They've much been. as their kids married. <laughs> They're in there. Yeah. On the other side of the family, I found that some of the people go back to to Scotland. Oh, so nice. I'm Scottish a little bit. Are you gonna Are you gonna try a, a Scottish accent? Mm. Are you gonna? I just did. <laughs> you notice? <laughs> no, you don't want to embarrass yourself. Yeah, I wish I could do accents better, but it's okay. I can't too well. The the hallmark of someone who can do a good accent is real is one who realizes that they cannot do an accent. Really? Yeah. Then you actually like 
go to school and learn how to do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> should but go like, to like accent school. It's like all the 15 year olds in the world that think they can do an Irish accent. Mm-hmm. I was one of them, so I'm not, I'm just, I, I can say this. <laughs> I have my moments of accent brilliance. I can sometimes imitate something fairly well, but it's hard for me to just come up with like new words. And then my problem in the last like five years is all my accents um, that I start out with will like shift to like one of two others. So like an Irish or a Scottish accent will quickly become like a Russian accent. But if I start a Russian accent... Going to a like Hispanic accent, and then it's just a nightmare. Yeah, and you're like, Who, "What are you talking about?" So I try not to to do too much. Yeah, it can be hard, like yeah. particularly, and it makes me it makes me wonder about like people who learn like multiple languages early on in life if mm-hmm. they have the same like issue or if they're kind of. I don't think that just because you know multiple languages, you're able to do other accents. I mean, you're able to speak the other language you know probably without an accent like yeah. so the people who are native speakers of that recognize you as a native speaker you're speaking you're pronouncing things correctly but whether you can then do a totally separate uh accent applied to english i think it's not related yeah that's what i say oh, maybe. but who knows we should find like a like a polyglot yeah and bring them on and like a force them to divulge their secrets bilingual native speaker of like or trilingual. Yeah. We'll just like kidnap someone from Switzerland. <laughs> they're hard to kidnap. I know. They're so greasy. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> say that. Right I wasn't thinking so much that as they're so like, Oh, they don't leave. I don't think they leave Switzerland a lot. They're like, this is amazing. Yeah. Right. I bet it's boring living in Switzerland unless yeah. you're into like skiing. Yeah. And science. If you're into like fields of like poppies and like against like crazy mountains yeah and actually it does sound kind of awesome yeah, never mind into like beautiful lakes i'm trying to put and them chocolate. down so i can tolerate the beautiful trash that i live in currently yeah the northeast is pretty in the summer and the fall but starting like november through probably late may it you're like this is gross. It, hold on. It's pretty up until a day after the first snow. Because the first snow is gorgeous. Yeah. And, and it then goes to it, hell. And then the minute all of like the the fucking smog settles into the snow and like the snowplow goes by and everything mm-hmm. turns like that greasy brown. Mm-hmm. Then it's mm-hmm. just hell until the salt like on the roads. late April. Yeah. Yeah. It's like muddy and no one was picking up their dog's poop so then there's like um, the, like animal poop that's like it's on little the, frozen treats and then they're defrosted and then it rains and they're smeared all over the sidewalks mm-hmm. gross that's new england yeah when the turd hits your shoe and it's frozen in you that's new england <laughs> that was good thank you thank you <laughs> i take requests but only when singing about poo. <laughs> yeah, the joy of the of the Northeast US. <laughs> uh, speaking of New England, uh, we just got done watching a really cool documentary. Oh yeah, How to Fix a Drug Scandal. Really good. 
Yeah. That was surprisingly good. Yeah. It, it was, so what was it? It was four episodes. So it's about f- maybe like a little under four hours long, maybe mm-hmm. three hours long. And it goes over a crisis, uh, two crises that emerged in the early 2010s, mm-hmm. early to mid 2010s. I think it was 2012 <clears throat> that it came out. I want to say, or 2011, 2012. Not when the show came out, but when no, the crisis, like, exactly. like when the scandals happened. So there were two scandals that it went over that kind of highlighted the problem that the criminal justice system has inherently in Massachusetts. Yep. I think, is that is that a fair way to put it? I would say so. I mean, basically there's not, I won't spoil anything with this. It's just the premise of it is that, you know, there are two labs that, tested drugs that were seized as part of arrests for you know drug possession or drug sales um, and the chemists in each lab had to you know certify that th- these drugs were or were not drugs really I mean they're not they appear to be drugs and they probably are because someone's selling it to someone else in a parking lot but at the same time who knows you know whether you have a drug conviction on your hands really hinges on whether these are actually drugs yeah um, if you're fake selling you know to someone i guess you're not really selling drugs and so you're you're good to go um that's what i like doing i like going out and selling flour to people yeah you have your own problems if you're doing that like criminal justice wise you're good uh the people you're selling to are probably gonna kill you oh my god right Uh, you better leave the county yeah it's your last hurrah when you before you leave so in one of the labs in boston and one of the labs in amherst um there were two separate unrelated you know, scientists basically who had issues with the quality of what they were certifying for different reasons. The quality control yeah, is so bad. shit in those labs. The quality control is bad. And then it's just the fight to, like, get justice for the people whose samples were tested by these chemists and who really should have their convictions thrown out because it's fundamental to the case that these things were actually drugs and the... Um, cover-ups that were happening by the office of the attorney general in massachusetts and the tenacity of these lawyers these defense oh. lawyers who are awesome yeah by, it was really yeah, cool. by the way so no spoilers but doggy defense lawyer uh, is amazing ama- i want to marry him yeah i forget his name luke, I, I think it was luke something like that yeah. i don't remember I, I don't know if i want to marry him but i would love to like get a coffee you and, like, pick his, actually I want him on like this to, show. You'd like him to take you out to eat at least. I no. I no, we should I take would, him out because he probably doesn't make that much money. Because he he has like pretty poor clients and he's like spending all his time. No, well, you know volume and all yeah. that. Like I'm sure he has. He's doing okay. Yeah. Those suits that he had. But like, I would definitely like love to pick his brain. He's he was awesome. He was great. Um, if I'm ever arrested for something in massachusetts which i hope i'm not i'm gonna see if he's available but i don't know if he will be because now everyone knows he's awesome yeah but he really like stuck to to it and um made sure to fight for what was right even though he didn't really need to anymore as far as you know his his basic responsibility to his clients had probably technically run out or a lot of lawyers would have seen it that way but he was like no this is not cool it was not right it was heartening to see someone give actually 110 percent. oh yeah he was awesome yeah he was cool i like that guy so 
Yeah, and just the it was infuriating the the cover covering up on the part of the, the government. Um and but it's a very interesting um story. I was reading some reviews online and like oh Roger Ebert's dead, right? I don't know, his website, e- Roger, Roger Ebert reviews, whoever Is he? Whoever I know was, Siskel I think Siskel died. I don't know about Ebert. So it was either Roger Ebert or like whoever's writing on his website didn't like it because they were thinking it was too like on Roger Ebert's website, who was ever writing on that, they didn't like how to fix a drug scandal because um, they were saying it was too jumpy and too flashy of their cuts and their camera stuff and their dramatic reenactments. But I think it was really good. I'm not a film critic, but I think the issue is that that this person was, you know, who's reviewing it wasn't capturing is it's very hard to tell a story that's so like procedure heavy and there's so many complicated facts involved uh, and have people be able to follow it and understand where each of the parties messed up and understand the significance of the cover-ups that are happening as a like lay person who's also not like involved in it because the cover-ups can get very complicated and we were able to follow those fairly well and so i think the dramatic reenactments and like all the cuts and like having the story told by a whole bunch of different characters that you know going from one to the next journalists to uh sonographers to this and that was definitely um warranted yeah and like and absolutely like i think that the like the pacing of it was pretty great yeah and like you know i i don't know movie critics can go fuck off like not everyone has the time to like dissect and in, like internalize every type of dramatic situation mm-hmm. and like if they find like so what if a couple things are wrong like it's it didn't it definitely like wasn't a blemish i I did notice like a couple of things that i i would have done differently but definitely the story needed to be told yeah absolutely it was told in an engaging way and it got out there and i mean even though this is over i think when there's been such like injustices done i think it needs to be like on the record for everyone to know shame shame honestly like i'm kind of shocked Mm -hmm. that like more wasn't done more should have been but that's kind of typical i mean it is a i i I don't think i should we care about spoilers in something i think we should it just came out okay that's fair but yeah, no, definitely give it a watch. It was... Super interesting. Yeah, it was kind of cool, actually. Like, you feel... Like, to me, it gave me a much bigger insight into the problems of drug-related criminology. Mm-hmm. And how things seem to just be stacked against people that aren't... That really, like, need help. <laughs> need help or... um because I don't know if it's only unique to drug cases, but just once you're in the criminal justice system, how easy it is to be convicted of something without your rights being 
observed and without all the proper procedures being followed and then good luck trying to overturn your conviction yeah because the court system does not want to do that you know it's very difficult even if you're wrongfully convicted yeah and and it's just relying on prosecutors to turn over exculpatory evidence when maybe they don't want to it seems a little problematic it does i mean i get it i i don't know what the alternative would be i mean maybe maybe they shouldn't have to turn it over maybe the evidence is locked in a room and you can only look at it there and everyone can go look at it both sides i don't know i don't know what the solution would be i mean obviously that's not going to change based on my policy proposal just now but i mean certainly prosecutors aren't super happy to turn over well i think that's kind kind of of the point of like the district attorney right is to be an arbitrator the da is a prosecutor oh are they yeah oh fuck if i know i'm glad i don't get in trouble or i'd be screwed (laughs) Well, that's why you'd have a lawyer. You wouldn't yeah. represent yourself. Yourself, I could do it. <laughs> well, they say uh, like a uh, someone who represents himself has a fool for a client. Yeah. Hey, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't come up with it, but yeah, it is kind of funny. You're like, wait, oh, damn, zing. That, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'll take that. I think I've deserved it. <laughs> Fortunately, you're not embroiled in a legal scandal yeah no actually the one thing that this show has done more than anything else i now want a lawyer buddy where i can like complain about like i want a defense attorney as a friend (laughs) i want to be friends with that guy yeah the the one with the black lab in massachusetts oh my god yeah who is like adorable Mm -hmm. i think his name is luke yeah i definitely want to be Oh, he's so adorable yeah. in a way that I, we can't say why, but there are definite reasons. Yeah, he's a good, he's like a good person. Yeah, and you can and tell. a good lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like, you could tell that man was on the verge of tears through, like, the entire documentary. Yeah, yeah he really cares. He's awesome. Except when he was in court, and then he turned into such a badass. Yeah. Like, that was awesome. I wonder if that was like, I wonder if that's how like a good defense attorney is, is they like get all of their emotions mm-hmm. into like a client or to the outside world. It's like, oh, like they express this like concern, mm-hmm. but when they get into the courtroom, it's righteous indignation and furious anger. Yeah. He held it together very well. I was surprised how like, um, how he was asking those questions in a like a professional and not super snarky tone because i would have been way snarkier oh well this is why we can't be lawyers oh there's a lot of reasons <laughs> there's a lot of reasons that i shouldn't be a lawyer mainly because i forget what i'm talking about while i'm talking about it and if i was gonna if i was um, examining somebody or cross-examining them I'd be like, I where was I going? Yeah, right. Like, Reach, <laughs> where was I going with this? Where, that's what I ask the, uh, the the fucking witness. The witness. I'm like, where was I going with this, Mr. Brian? Uh, that's a good question. Your attorney's like, objection. Well, actually, they're not because they're sleeping. Yeah. What if you were, if you're your own attorney, you're like, oh, that's a good question. And then you turn to the judge, you're like, objection. <laughs> I, you know, I actually did want to be a lawyer, kind of. Yeah. Uh, I flirted taking the LSAT, but I never wound up doing anything with it because it, I am told, is fresh hell to get a law degree. I think it's unpleasant. Um, I, I like to 
be like a fake lawyer where like I'll read the law that pertains to like the job I have. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, it says here that blah, blah, blah. So, and like, honestly, half the time I'm right. And then people are like, are you a lawyer? I'm like, no, I just read the law. Like, yeah, right. But I hit a wall pretty quickly because there's a bunch of things that you would learn in law school that aren't just like, what does the statute say? Um, so I certainly don't know any of that common law nonsense or the procedural nonsense. I don't want to be a lawyer. Like, I think I'm sure I could go to law school if I wanted to, sa- to pay like $150,000 and sacrifice three years of salary. But then what would I do? Be a lawyer? Do I want to do that? No, because I'm a podcast host. That's right. You are the podcast host. Right. This well, is, it's not the only podcast, but this is the this is the only podcast. This is the last podcast. This is the first and last podcast. That'd be a good podcast name. The last podcast. Ooh, that'd be a little dark. Yeah, these days. The last podcast before we all die, starring. Yeah, yeah starring Ryan and Connie. Yep. <laughs> Host of breakfast up? with your friends. Let's let's have some fun on these final days. The breakfast breakfast with your friends spinoff podcast. Oh, I like it. That yeah. can be our second podcast. They're like, how is this any different from Breakfast with Your Friends? Like, not so much different. Different logo. Yeah, different logo. Different. Look, they look haters just can't appreciate the nuance that distinguishes our two fine and very different podcasts. Yeah, the biggest nuance so far is that one doesn't exist yet that is a very great distinction and i'm glad you brought it up (laughs) the other one different names different names (laughs) different names same people same subject matter maybe but this isn't what we're talking we're not talking about things that are similar we're talking about things that are different compare and contrast that's right and so you plebeians who think it's the same podcast, I just don't know how to help you. God helps those who help themselves. People, people are like, wait, what's the other podcast? <laughs> there isn't one. That's the problem. Aren't you listening? <laughs> you imbeciles. There's no other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We're, we're sorry. I'm not. We're, we're lashing out. You know what? They shouldn't have brought it up in the first place. It's your own fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking gaslighting our audience. Yeah. Well, I hope you're you're happy yeah. with yourselves. <laughs> I knew those ab- abuse lessons would come in those handy. Abuse lessons yeah. that you took, yeah, in college. The abuse two hundred one. Yeah. What <laughs> I majored in math and passive aggression <laughs> with a minor in abuse. God, that's. That might be approaching too dark for me. <laughs> Did my uh, senior thesis in abuse on on um, gaslighting in the workplace? Yeah, um, yeah, right. <laughs> like how to ignore your boss <laughs> and get what you want. <laughs> how to make it seem like you're the driving force behind every success, even though you were only undermining everyone the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, that that one's always good. Colon, a case study. Yeah, right. How to pin the blame on others. Yeah. <laughs> like four scenarios. Yeah. It's funny because when I was in grad school for management, um, one of my classes, I did write a paper 
that was not supposed to be about abuse in the workplace. It was a case study of a workplace and you had to organize it through, uh, or not organize, you had to analyze it through like different organizational lenses. But what I, because I was doing it about the place that I worked at the time, it turned out to be basically a um, case study in like professional and abusive type behavior. And then after I gave my presentation, people were just like staring at me with their mouths open. And then like, <laughs> and the professor was like, okay. He's like, this is an example of a toxic work environment. It's like, Damn. This, is, this happens. Did you know it was toxic at the time? Yeah, but not as, um, not as much as I've come to realize it. But I, I did. I mean, you know, I, I, you don't need to have a degree in management to know that you shouldn't be yelling at people in front of other people, especially not about something that is really in your own head and not anything they did wrong you know what that reminds me of is like in like kindergarten when like a kindergartner goes up to show and tell and yeah. talks about like how their second dad yeah like does something and the, the teacher's just like oh <laughs> their second dad. that's funny did that happen to you and like not not to me specifically mm-hmm. but like you know like kids overshare yeah like they just like mm-hmm. yeah like mom's mom's um mom's friend, new roommate mom's new roommate greg who like greg sleeps over just like i sleep over at jimmy's house yeah and <laughs> he sleeps in mommy's bed but only when daddy's on vacation yeah for work but i'm not supposed to talk about greg yeah right. <laughs> and the, 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 like, the kindergarten teacher is like <laughs> also he, also here's a rock i found yeah there's one of my boogers on it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who wants to see it? <laughs> Who wants to lick the booger? The teacher's like, whatever, just lick it. Yeah, just, I can't. Please keep. Just get this yeah. train a rolling. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you have there? This is mommy's water. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it smells like. It's, it, no. I think it's vodka. In oh. the joke. <laughs> this is mommy's water. It smells funny. It means a lot to her. It means a lot to her. She makes. She gives me a sip of it before bed, so I sleep well. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, you were off the deep end. Uh, woo! Hey, you <laughs> gotta go. stop sipping mommy's water. <laughs> I like um, dark humor. Let's just continue. That's fucking depressing. Let's just keep going. You, you are in a dark place, and I'm searching for the light bulb. <laughs> you love it. Yeah, a little bit. Ah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I do think it is about that time. What time are we at? Uh, 102. Sir. Okay. One right. minute and two seconds. One minute and two second podcast. Yep. Just we should speed it up. Out. Yeah, I think we're going to speed it. We're going to slow it down so it takes about an hour and two minutes. Okay. We should speed it up, post it, and then people can play it really slowed down. Oh, that'd be so cool. We could have like continued on our free... like trial yeah right for indefinitely uh-huh. if we just done that to every episode it, it gets a little lossy yeah yeah well you guys aren't in it for the sound quality excuse me all of my audiophile buddies which are like none of them are listening to this yeah i didn't think any of your audiophile buddies listen to this i don't have audiophile buddies that's what the other thing i was thinking was i don't think you have any either. i don't have friends <laughs> you have friends i know but i didn't know any of them were <laughs> I shouldn't have to tell you, but I, I hate to break it to you, Ryan, but you do have friends. 
No, 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 no. <laughs> Yesterday you were like, oh, this friend of mine stopped by. Oh, this other friend of mine stopped by. I'm like, oh, I don't think I know that friend of yours. By like, the way. Oh, someone who lives in like a different state. I was like, oh, wow. By the way, no one fucking visited me until the quarantine. And now I can't keep people out of my house. They're all like, maybe they're all trying to infect you. I, Let's start. I don't know what how to tell them that like it's like no i think they just are they have like their lives have been upended and they're like what do i do with myself i want to hang out with brian yeah no it's at like all joking aside it's been a lot of fun seeing people Mm -hmm. and catching up like it's kind of weird but this whole pandemic situation is reconnecting me with people Mm-hmm. In a way that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yay! Just like let's let's keep at it or something. Also, <laughs> my friend that came uh, yesterday brought me a novelization of the day after tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. It's a book based on a movie. It is. A, it, yeah, it's a book based on a movie based on a screenplay. <laughs> Most movies are based on screenplays, right? Or like, hold on, let, let me go grab it quick. And then... Alright, so it is The Day After Tomorrow, now a major motion picture, a novelization based on the motion picture screenplay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is defi- it is a, it's a movie to book. Because that's the order things happen in. <laughs> yeah. I remember in, like, book club growing up, sometimes there'd be a book that was based on a movie, and I think there was always, like, I was sort of discouraged from buying those because my parents thought that they wouldn't be that good books, which they were correct. They're never good. Yeah. They were definitely correct. I accidentally, I think, got, like, a Stephen King book somehow from a book order. Oh, was it how I, That's how I remember it. But it might have been from a library, or it might not have been Stephen King, but it might have just been, like, scary anyway. And I read, like, the first, like, chapter, and I was like, Mom, like, this is scary. And she's like, let me look at that. She's like, no, you're not reading this. I was like, thank you. Please take it away from me. I so, can't read this. I wonder if we have the same book, because in fourth grade, I found a collection of short stories at a book fair, mm-hmm. and it had Stephen King in it. Mm. And it was fucking terrifying. I can't read Stephen King or watch Stephen King movies now in my 30s. <laughs> I can't. Like, as a kid, no. I was disturbed just seeing um, in the video store growing up thinner and reading oh the back of God. it. I read the back of that VHS and I was disturbed. You know what uh, poster scared the hell out of me was The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, that was a scary one. I remember very um, vividly like sitting in the car in the summer at the video store in town and looking out the front windshield at that poster and Uh, being like what it's fucking terrifying yeah yeah like it is like i didn't even notice the skull on the butterfly and it was still like i I didn't i'm learning just now that there was a skull it's just something on someone's lips right am i mandela affecting this no i think you're right I have to look this up now, which is going to... Yep, there mm-hmm. it is. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Don't know what it is about it. It's, is that face Clarice? I don't 
I, I think know. so. I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I only like, saw it once. And I actually read the book that it was not the novelization of the movie. It was the book that <laughs> it was based on. And it was scary. <laughs> the book based on the movie based on the book. Yeah. There's two. Which book? The book that the movie was made from or the book that was made from the movie? Yeah. Or, or the book that was made from the movie that was translated to Chinese, that was translated to German, that was translated back to English. Yeah. This is just Google Translate all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> Google, Google Translate that until it's a poetry uh, book. Yeah, right. And, and it actually becomes, like, it passes through the uncanny valley and becomes interesting. Yeah. And that's like, Google Translate is named U.S. Poet Laureate. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I know some AI are being built that can write poetry, mm-hmm. which they're, like, good and whatever, if you like bad poetry. Mm-hmm. But... If you have like a child who's like thirteen, they show you their poems, and you're like, you could be sure you're replaced with an AI. Yeah, well, thirteen-year-old poets can definitely be replaced by AI. Mm-hmm. Like we've built AI that can do better poetry than like a thirteen to eighteen-year-old. Mm-hmm. Success. <laughs> yeah. It was funny because it's not like there was any shortage of that so there was not really any and there was no like compelling business need yeah but it's good thing that we did that it, like oh this is such a can of worms that i don't want to go into right now we definitely like ai the problem with ai is we keep fucking using it to solve things that aren't problems mm. like great now we've ruined chess <laughs> great thanks. going everyone thanks computers like we solved we get ai that can make like a hair appointment it's like i could just do that yeah like also like an online scheduling system could do that too yeah or yeah like we have grubhub it doesn't take that long to like we just put it together for some for non-food things Mm -hmm. and then suddenly every no one has to talk anymore and we still don't have an ai doing it here's what we need to do forget all that ai nonsense I need a robot, and I'm not talking a Roomba. I need a robot that is a housekeeper, and that organizes all my stuff, cleans it, and then I say, "Where is the? Where is my batteries?" And then it says, "Oh, they're right here. Let me get them for you." And it walks over, gets them from Have where it put them. About just hiring a housekeeper. They're not going to be on call though. Whenever they've put away something in an organized place that I don't know where it is, and then I need it. Mm. You know what I mean? I do hate to say this, and, you know, this is no indictment of anything, but when you organize, you find things better. Or so I'm told. I'm not organized at all. Well, that's the problem, is when I don't know where things are, it's usually because I tried to organize. (laughs) At one point. Fucking mood. And I put, I was trying to clean them up. I put them somewhere. And then I promptly forgot where that was. I so much mood yeah. right now because I, I I have had that thought in my head. I'm like, I'm going to remember that I put this particular item in this particular place. And nope. I put it there and I do not remember. Yep. That's why that's really the only AI that I need is like housekeeper AI. Yeah. I, you know, maybe you could RFID everything. That's expensive and a lot of work. Yeah, probably. I don't need to be cataloging that. 
always be cataloging and eh, wrong never be cataloging never be cataloging unless you work in a museum never be cataloging unless Even you're my then. if i had a, ro- a robot housekeeper i would name it jeeves or I, tim curry oh tim curry is a good one yeah. mr body clue reference good reference yes yeah don't name him mr body though you have to name him tim curry tim curry yeah yeah because you don't know if you want Mr. Body one day and Nigel Thornberry the next. <laughs> or, like, whoever from the that one movie. <laughs> That's so helpful. I don't know where. Uh, <laughs> that, that other movie that Tim Curry is in. Tim Curry would also be a good name for a cat. Ooh. I love Tim Curry. Yeah. That's a good one. Like... Yeah. Tim, quote, Whiskers, unquote, Curry. <laughs> Tim Whiskers Curry, if that is your real name. Yeah, that that's the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And I'll close the podcast with one good thing that is happening in my life Ooh. in a sea of quarantine, depression. On one of my walk, well, not one of my walks, on a, the place that I walk probably 90% of the time, every, probably two or three times a week, I go by a certain spot and there's this long haired white cat who is my friend and he's outside <laughs> and he comes over and his name is Gus because I saw it on his tag and I call to him and he runs from like wherever he is if I see him I don't always see him around and he'll run from like the yard or from like down the path and he comes over and I pet him and that... it's cute and he's followed me a few times when I've walked on, but he kind of stops. He'll go like 20 feet and then he's like, oh, I want to go play with like Dirt. the grass. Yeah. Yeah. Like That is the cutest thing. He's my friend Gus. You have to take a picture. I need to see Gus. Oh, I've, I've sent you pictures and I've taken them. I'll, I'll show you them. I am a terrible he, person. <laughs> he won't look at me long enough for me to take the picture. He's always moving. So it's, there's pictures of his back. Oh, not his little fair. face. Yeah. What if you just scratched tumbly bumbly his Gusterson cheeks? I could try and do that. He's always kind of moving around, but mm. I'll, I'll try to get a shot of him. He's well, a cutie. maybe don't try to like scratch his belly because he might be vicious. He rolled over yesterday on the ground and let me kind of pet his belly a little bit. Um, and then he was very dirty when he got up. He's, oh. he's a white cat, and he had like all this debris on him because he'd been rolling in the ground. So fucking cute. He's so cute. He's not camouflaged at all either. Like I saw him in the yard a few, uh, like half a week or a week ago. And I, it was probably like, he was like 50 or hundred feet away and he was like darting zigzag back and forth, chasing something. And you just saw this like brilliant white, like cat, like like, a flash of cat. Yeah. And he's definitely not camouflaged. And I called to him and he stopped chasing and he, he trotted over. It was so cute. I was like, Gus, you are my friend. That's adorable. You should be on our podcast. Well, thank you for the wonderful story of Gus. He's a good kitten. He he purrs. I can hear him while I'm petting him. Mm -hmm. Good cat. Well, anyway, I guess we will sign off our podcast. Yeah. Take it easy, my specimens. You were listening to Breakfast with Your Friends, not our other hypothetical podcast. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, pluggables. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Garland Frenzy, and you can find me on Instagram at a thing that I forgot. What? I do not remember my Instagram. What is my Instagram? It is Mudliest. Uh, that is M-U-D-L-I-E-S-T. 
That is my Instagram at Mudliest and Twitter at Garland Frenzy. I'm on Instagram at draw and erase underscore. The Instagram was created primarily to promote the podcast, so I'm not really sure if you're going to get that much out of it if you're already listening to this. But uh, oh, you can check out like there's and, some drawings on there. Well, there's one drawing. Yeah, there's a there'll drawing. Be some, there'll be some more drawings. We have a red bubble, right? You can go to my red bubble. Draw and erase is the shop, and there's um merch if you are very passionate about the podcast and you want to wear um you are you are yeah if you you are as passionate as we know you are you could buy like stuff that says draw and erase on it you could buy stuff that says breakfastwithyourfriends.com on it (laughs) okay you absolutely have to because if you want to reach our platinum membership tier you need to start buying merch now that's all i had at the platinum membership tier you are rewarded with merch yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like grade A premium red bubble merchandise. It actually is pretty good. I mean, I haven't got you got a mug. Yeah, I bought a mug and yeah. it's like it is nice. It's a nice yeah. mug. It like it it's one of like the more abstract ones that we'd put on there. Mm-hmm. That was I, I think I have some stuff on there that's like art I've made and then there's some that are like Breakfast with Your Friends podcast specific. So anything you want to get really is cool. Um yeah. but if you you know, specifically, I was thinking since you know that you might like since you love this podcast, like with yeah. a passion of a thousand suns, that oh. you would get like mm-hmm. a T-shirt that says the podcast name on it. Yeah, and you dance around through um, town. Le petit déjeuner avec tes amis. C'était mm-hmm. uh, Also, uh, like us on the the iTunes because yeah. that helps us a ton. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say about? that oh yeah we'll, we'll put a link to the red bubble on the website too at some oh, yeah. point yeah oh yeah we have a website breakfastwithyourfriends.com mm-hmm. all right bookkeeping out of the way housekeeping those rather. are things that we have online thank you for listening yep i love your clicks and you ascended started off a little dirty and then it got cute <laughs> wink <laughs> Right. <laughs> Radio wink. Ding. Yep. Bye. Bye.